Matt. Dave. It's a brand new homophilia. Here we go. Here it is. How are you? I'm good. I'm intrigued. I'm nervous. Okay. I've got in front of me a canvas bag yep. that you handed me and told me to wait to open. That is correct. You've got your laptop open. Yes. You've been dealing with some tech. Uh, well, Dana. a small amount of tech. Not a real not, – we're not going full tech. But here's the deal. As the listeners know, it was your birthday a couple uh-huh. weeks ago. Not right? to brag. Not uh-huh. to brag, but it was your birthday. Yeah. And, uh, and so very late, I got you a gift. And then – um, also, then I, I I bid on that gift on eBay, mm-hmm. and I lost that auction at the very last minute. Somebody wow. swooped in and, like, outbid me by a penny. What? Right. So then I was like, God damn it. And I went back to eBay, and there was another one, and I said, buy it now. I just went ahead and said, buy it now. Oh, right? wow. And and it came, and it was a CD. Now, as you can see, you're, you're holding, holding what is clearly vinyl. Than a you have vinyl in your home. I didn't even realize this was well. – See, okay, are you that backwards yeah. with music that you don't know when you're holding an album? I don't even know what it looks like. Oh, even when God. I open it, I might not know. Matt McConkie. Anyway, uh, so now I have the CD. I already have the vinyl at home. Now okay. I have the CD for the car, which is great. So a third eBay, and I watched this auction like a wow. goddamn hawk, and I won, and it showed up literally as I was leaving to come here. No one has ever worked this hard for me for a birthday gift. So well, it's thank just it you was in advance. It was one of those things that, like, once you start, it's like it became personal. Like, just uh, all yeah, of this, yeah, all yeah. the obstacles that I put in my you way. To, I just yeah. felt like, no, I got to get past it. I got to get this thing to it. There, there are kind of two parts to it, and I reeling. don't really. I, I'm like, I can't. I, I mean, the friend soundtrack might be on vinyl. That's the only. I, I mean, oh, the, yeah, there was some. There was some Hootie and the Blowfish on that one, wasn't there? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Was uh, who else was on that? Like, certainly some Edwin McCain. Oh, that sounds right. Okay. Yeah, there were some. Why am surpri- I asking you? That, You're not going to. You know, yeah. I don't remember. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Should I do this? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So pull out the record. You're not going to know what it is. I'm going to explain it to you. Okay. I'm going to give you a little history lesson. Millie Jackson live and uncensored. Millie Jackson live and uncensored. Do you know about Millie Jackson? No. There's a gorgeous woman on the cover wearing a jumpsuit with wings. Yes. She's on stage. She's on the back in uh, like a gold lame dress. Yep. She's got songs including Keep the Fire Burning, Logs and Thangs. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, wait. Uh, this is starting. I think I know who Millie Jackson is. I think I'd wait. Yes. Do you? And there's a quote from the L.A. Times. Yes. Uh, she sings sexy songs. She does right? sing sexy songs. Okay. And then she does little comedy bits. Yes. Kind of yes. Throughout. Yes. She was just a kind of a, she was a regular sort of R and B singer, and that kind of got her to a certain point. But then she was like, No, no, no. Listen, I, there's a comic inside that needs to come out. So oh she, my God. so she sort of went for the 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 Bette Midler. Space yes, of being yeah, like yeah, yeah. sort of a body, you know, like a singer, but also sort of a comedian. And I just okay, so I'm gonna I'm playing this in the background. Oh you can just God. barely hear the song, uh, the song "Give It Up," which the chorus of which goes, "Give it up, goddamn it, give it up right now, give it up." Okay, so you can you can sort of hear it's playing softly in the background. And I just want to set the stage. Okay, this is West Hollywood. It's yep. either the whiskey or the Roxy. The Roxy. The Roxy? Yep. In like 1978, 79? Yep. Okay. 79. Yeah. This, it's, it's a song for some bitches who want to give it up, but don't want people to know they want to give it up. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Okay. So it's, it's for that kind of person. You know amazing. who you are. This is the best thing ever. So I'm just going to have this playing softly in the background because there's a moment that I got to play for you that's coming up in like one minute. I'm so excited. Okay, so so she's very close to West Hollywood. This is yeah. 1978. This is pre-AIDS. This is, you know, no one's no one's had a bad experience with cocaine yet. Oh. This is just people in the mid-70s going out and having a crazy night on the town and there are no consequences whatsoever. This right? is when we were meant to be alive. This is when we were meant to be alive, yeah. right? So she is, she, hold on. Okay, okay. There's another song, uh, a popular song at the time saying, Don't Give It Up by Linda Clifford. Uh-huh. That's about, like, you know, guarding your virtue. Sure. This song is against that, and here's her point. And if you fellas in here who have fallen into the situation of Oh wait, that's not what I wanted to play for you. But okay, okay, but, that's okay. Okay. but here's the thing. That's but you get the point. Okay, so so she actually addresses the gay people in the what? audience. Yeah, which for 1978 is revolutionary, right? 
Um, also, she she gives people in the, in the audience an opportunity to sing the chorus, which again is give it up, goddamn uh-huh, it, give uh-huh, it up right now, uh-huh. give it up. It's to even acknowledge gay people in the audience is amazing. To give them the mic is even better. Is that what I'm and about I, to hear? Yeah. Holy shit. Okay. I want you to listen to the moment of unbridled gay joy you're about to hear when a man gets the microphone put in his face. Okay? (laughs) Can you imagine the night that that man is having? He is he is liberated. He is free. Millie Jackson has acknowledged him, and he is asking the world to give it up. God damn it! And he's on her record. Yes, for all time. The end of time. And he, you know, he's in a tight tank top. You know that he's in the jeans where it's like a little bit worn away in the in the crotch area. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it is it, from start to finish. Millie Jackson live and uncensored. Is this a triumph. is uh, the gift to end all gifts. Listen, Thank no home so with a turntable is complete without it. Also in the bag. Okay. Oh, God, All right, more. shut up, oh, laptop. I'm finished with you. Oh. Okay. Oh, it's Tales of the City, a novel. Yep, there might be some news coming up about homophilia and Armistead Maupin. So, yeah. And uh, just stay prayed up on that. Stay prayed just all the way put up. Put your that. copy of Tales in the City on your altar mm-hmm. and place that. In the big guy's hands. Mm-hmm. Put Dave. your hand in the hand of the man from Galilee or whatever that's Thank you is. so much. You're very this welcome. Really, really it's special. a gay history lesson just for you. Oh, my God. It's a gay 1970s history lesson just for you. Nothing Jen Aniston related. Mm-mm. I salute you for that. Because it would have been too easy. That's, that's to go to. Jen or to go Faye, mm-hmm. I'm always going to be pleased. Sure. But it's like what we, – we've turned, we've turned over every stone in those yep. – departments, I yeah. think, you know? Yeah. This is really, really something. Wow. Well, you're welcome. How was your week? It was good. Drag Race is back. Drag Race is back. Did Do you watch? have any favorites? Uh, yeah. Well, we shall be, we're record, We're going to be like a day behind because we released sure. this on Friday. But um, you know who's really surprising me? Who? Is Aja. Okay. Because I was surprised she was even there, honestly. Yeah. A messier, you know, presentation. Sure. But then in the runway show, like, just blew me away. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And the I can't remember her name. I didn't watch the first season, but the winner of the first season right. who's back. She's back. Is a fucking beast. Yeah, that was inc- the like Lion King uh, number was incredible. Now I missed the first half hour of it because uh, I thought that my DVR was set to oh, tape no. it, but somehow Directv like last year thought it was RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars. Oh yeah. Now it thinks it's RuPaul's All Stars Drag Race. And so, they don't know if they're going to Logo to VH1. They're right. all fucked up. Right. Yeah. So I missed the I missed the entrances. But I will say from watching the the final performance and this this is a, a thought that is like unformed, especially after having seen Dina Martina, which by the way, if you have an oh. opportunity ever to see Dina Martina, you must take it. Um an act like that that is so weird and so singular mm-hmm. and so much like you get such a strong sense of her sense of humor yeah. and and her you know how and where she grew up um that is so unique to me and to have all of these queens come back and like try to out death drop each other yeah. is kind of like is this are we watching gymnastics right yeah. now is this has is this like the idea of drag as a thing to be rated and scored and like you know physically strenuous seems right. weird to me right. like and and to do that at the expense of like a sense of humor, which I don't know what Aja's sense of humor is. Oh, no. There are I a lot of people either. like slamming their groins against the ground, and I don't really know who they are. That's right. You know? But so that concerns me a little bit. impressively. Pardon me? They're slamming those groins impressively. Oh, yeah. I can't do it. No. There's no way in the world I can do it. I can I, do it. Ready? I continue to- Here well, we go. Don't- Oh, God. That looked painful. Um, I still ride hard for uh, Thorgy Thor. She oh, seems to have a joy yeah. about her whole her whole thing. I, You know why I like her? Because she reminds me so much of Fran, not Dresher, but- the other Fran Leibowitz is that the is that a Fran name? Fran Leibowitz. Nope, not that's not the name. Wow. Yeah. Fran. Fran. New York. She's a like a Vanity Fair writer. She's Leibowitz. A, 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 wait, it is Fran Leibowitz. I don't. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I don't see that at all. Am to I, me, she's Skippy okay, from Family Ties. Is saying yes. Interesting. You, yeah. Wait, who are you saying? Skippy from Family Ties is Thorgy Thor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In male. In male drag. 
Yes. Uh, Trix and Mattel in male drag is the guy from the New Radicals mm. with the bucket hat. Yeah, and the, okay, I don't, I don't even know why that I did that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's take a break and come back with our very special guest. We are back with our special guest. Uh, we heard that she was coming to LA mm-hmm. and swooped in yeah. before the other podcast vultures could get her. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they're all circling. They're all coming. Oh, yeah. And we're even doing this after dark yeah. so that they're not around yeah. to see it. We snuck in here and, and the cloak of night mm-hmm. to have comedian Patty Harrison. Welcome. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Yes, I have been kidnapped fully. <laughs> yep. um, and this is not a live podcast. So if you're listening to this, I have been skinned. Um, no, I'm very happy to be here. Thank you for squeezing me in. Thank you for Thanks. coming. And yeah. welcome to our coast. It is really nice. It is the opposite of what I was expecting. Really? How so? Yeah, uh, I think uh, I was expecting to be walking around and seeing a lot of models uh, and then that in turn make me feel really bad about myself and yeah. then that make me not want to leave uh, um, you know, any building that I'm staying in. Mm-hmm. But really what I'm finding now is that I think every model who is here also has a day job probably at a restaurant or something. So they're not out in the daytime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I do get to walk around. And then I found that they are mostly just out at night and then I don't go out at night. Right. So it's kind of nice. And they're not. I mean, it's yeah. really not. There are pockets of glamour, I guess, in this city, but <laughs> it's really easy find. to avoid them. Yes. Yeah. Really easy to avoid. Yeah, you got to look out for models in LA. It seems bad. like you've everywhere. calibrated your whole like lifestyle here around avoiding them. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm not ready to face them yet. Someday. I'll <laughs> be ready to face some of these models. Yeah. Uh, we no, were, LA's been great. Was saying okay. before, like, you were saying that you're like staying with a friend and it's nice because you could just come home and like hang out and watch TV. And that is really what we do. Yeah, it really is. is it's I. It it really is like the new Norman Rockwell uh, home to come l- open the door, and there's just you know two uh, two people sitting on the yeah. couch uh, eating ice cream, and there's a cat, and they're watching like Top Chef, and yeah. it's like oh. the dream. It really is just like wow. Just gather around that fireplace. Mm-hmm. It's be- it really it's really nice, and especially because I just came from New York, and it was like nasty and like. Everything was like overcast and Mm. it was cold and gross. All the human shit in the street is like like thawed, but it's still like cold. Yeah. Mm That's the worst of both worlds. Yeah. That's right. That's am, I, am I allowed to say cusses? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> okay. You're encouraged. Uh, so what Bank are you watching? Um, what am I watching? Yeah. What are you, what are you binging? What are you watching? Um, I haven't really watched a lot of TV lately. I've been watching a lot of movies. Um, I'd never seen Eternal Sunshine oh. of the Spotless Mind. So I watched oh. that. I also watch Adaptation. Uh, which I get are both Andy Kaufman. Yeah. I loved uh, being John Malkovich, so uh, those were in queue for like a very long time. Um, I kind of felt like I missed the Eternal Sunshine um, ship, and then I was like, I'm not gonna think this cool. This is cool because I've heard so many people talk about it so much, but I really liked it. Yeah, actually, it's cool. one of my favorites. Really, in the one of the biggest crimes that I feel is that. I've been hearing about this movie for years. Like, I've been hearing so many people talk about how insanely great Eternal Sunshine is. And no one has ever once mentioned to me, like, Kirsten Dunst in it. And I think uh Kirsten Dunst is, like, the best part. She's amazing. That's, like, like, I don't know. It's There are a lot of movies that I shy away from because I'm, like, this is a movie made by, like, a straight white guy who's written these women horribly. And I think Charlie Kaufman writes really, like, funny, complex female characters yeah. that are um, – I mean, they're all white, but mm-hmm. – Which, know, thank God, right? Like, that, yes, no? yes. <laughs> I am – yeah, I am a white supremacist. Um, <laughs> that's really the brand – I'm trying to rebrand in L.A. as a white supremacist. Well, there's a real <laughs> opening there. Great. It really is. Thank you. And we're trying great. to do that as yes. a podcast, so yeah. this is really a nice uh, synthesis. It's a nice gap in the market That's there. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. There are beautiful <laughs> – beautiful, I mean, beautiful synthesis. That movie is so well-directed and there are so many great ideas in it. And the first thing that pops into my head is uh, Mark Ruffalo in uh, Briefs. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, he, yeah. Yep, I forgot about that. Yeah, that is mm-hmm. the indelible image. He's jumping up and down on a bed. Yes, he is. There. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know if you can see like anything though. No, not really. No. But it's just, you know, it's suggestive. Dave loves yeah. a sturdy bodied gentleman. I do. I do. I oh, who else is in, in the genre of sturdy bodied Mark oh, Ruffalo sturdy types? Bodied Mark Beck Ruffalo Bennett types. Yeah, Beck Bennett from Saturday Night Live, of course. I love mm-hmm. him. Oh, uh, d- uh, I mean, uh, James Vanderbeek's um, forearms. Yeah. We've talked about at They are the, the, the third host of this show. Oh, yeah. yes. I see it throbbing over there, just slapping back and forth, severed <laughs> yeah. from his body. Oh, um, God, I wish. Keep him off mic. That would be the <laughs> ideal situation. I, I just what did I just watch uh that I was watching while I was here I watched um I started to watch Rules of Attraction I think yes. oh, yeah. with him and then I turned it off cuz I was like this beginning is like a lot and then James Vanderbeek is very menacing in it and yes, I was yeah, like yeah. this is not the tone of I just saw an ensemble cast I thought I was going to go in and see something that was very light and fluffy mm-hmm. did not think I was going to watch a movie with uh, you know the opening is a rape I did not expect yeah. that yeah. us wow. uh, you know Shannon Sassamon oh, uh, wow. our 90s early or no early 2000s I think is when she was uh-huh. like kind of ubiquitous where did uh, Shannon Sassamon go I'm here to find her. I'm okay. here in LA to find her. I couldn't Great. find her You've in New York. You've got a few avoid models, yeah. be a white supremacist, find Shannon Sassaman. Yes, save Shannon Sassaman <laughs> and then, you know, implement my white supremacist agenda, take the country back uh, uh, six yeah. million years. Uh, uh, the Rules of Attraction <laughs> is a darker movie than it would probably look from its, like, you know, from its Netflix image or DVD I've box or blurred whatever. all that out in my memory because of just the gay stuff. And I can't yeah. even remember who the gay guys are. Uh, I think it's Ian Somerhalder oh, maybe. Yeah. 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 It's from Vampire, Vampire. Diaries. It's the only place mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't watch like a lot of teen TV. No? Yeah. But you do watch Vampire Diaries? I am Diaries? 13, which uh, – You're not old I'm, enough to watch I'm an old them. soul. Right, right, right. Um, You're sophisticated. Yeah. <laughs> um, but – yeah, I thought I, – I think maybe I can't make a judgment about the movie because I only watched like 15 minutes of it and I was like, this is too much. I wanted to really watch something that was kind of like a, a Julie – I always want to say Julie versus Julia, which is wrong. <laughs> that was, yeah, uh, they never do face-off. Different version <laughs> yeah, of never the movie. Yeah. Get in a physical fight. What is it? Ju- Julie, Julie and Julia. Julie and yeah. Julia. That's yeah. the tone of what I wanted to watch. Uh, yeah. Oh, you know what you must see is uh, – it's not Nancy Myers, but it's Nancy Myers' daughter's movie that Reese Witherspoon did recently. Mm-hmm. It's called like Coming Home Again or yeah, Going Home Again. Is it the one where she's in the woods? Uh, no. Wait, that is maybe Wild. Wild, that yeah. Your... That's no, yeah. No. Wild is is complete like highbrow art entertainment compared to what I'm talking about. Oh, this wow. is like you know Nancy Myers kitchen porn, but like even even lighter. It's than... where she there's the two young boys. Yes. Three young guys. Thwa? Competing. Thwa? <laughs> yes. No, um, I didn't know. It's complete garbage. It is so confusing. There's, is it there's on not streaming a, yet? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Wow. I That's saw – I did not – I only remember there being two, but three is really going to take me into watching that yeah. movie. You shoot you um, right in the orbit. <laughs> I hear good things, but I have not seen that one yet. All right. Interesting. The Rules of Attraction is Brett Easton Ellis. It was it was the book he wrote right, after yes, Less right, Than right, Zero, right. Oh. so it's very drugsy and you know. I said heavy. oh, and I nodded, and that was all the information you just said was new information to me in my okay. life. But I nodded like I knew what you okay. were talking about. Okay, he is like a spooky author who hangs out at uh, at the Chateau Marmont, yeah. and he has, also has a, a podcast. He does, and we'd love to have him on here. I'm sorry, <laughs> I called you spooky. I'm, I'm terrified of him, but also would love to yeah. welcome him to the studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, he's got he's got darkness in his soul, yeah. <laughs> for real. I think you got to. Yeah. If you make I mean, anything good, you probably do in some way. Mm-hmm. Patty, what mm-hmm. are – let's just do a lightning round. Top three – let's do top three favorite movies okay. of all time. Go. Of all – fuck. Um, of all time. This is this is hard because it's uh, – Well, Julia you know, and Julia. <laughs> sure. Julia and Julia. I, I really love uh, – because – I don't know. It, it, favorite is hard because, you know, cont- yeah. it's – very decontextualized. So like what what movie – I'll just say that I love um, – I love Wally. Great. Uh, I love Finding Nemo and I I love The Matrix. <laughs> I wow. think those are it's, – it's movies – the first two are movies that I watch because it's uh, a very – it's an emotional massage. It's very yeah. beautiful – uh, not 
it's super challenging because there is, you know, the suspension. There's this, you know, it's a it's animated. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, the threat level's low, but there are right. still stakes. Well, um, and you're 13. It's a, it's age appropriate. Yeah, it's and it's something watch. I can watch with my mom, uh, <laughs> who is, uh, you know, takes care of me and <laughs> drives me places. Um, and uh, I think The Matrix was just a movie that uh, changed. Uh, my life. How so? (laughs) No, I think it just like was so aesthetically cool and it like it made me love seeing like a really wide aspect ratio and like black bars at the top and bottom. Every everything was like tinged green. It was like so different. It's a real game changer. Like so I mean action movies just I mean the patent leather. I always yeah, want to make you want to get into leather and slicked hair looks and it, stuff. It made me want to learn how to uh, do the split so that if someone ever grabbed me from behind, I could just kick them in the face from facing mm-hmm. away from them and just bring my foot up. Yeah. And, uh, I don't, uh, if you, I'm right now, I'm pretending my hand is my. Is your uh, for those listening, yes. and my hand is bent like a foot, and it's coming up beside my face <laughs> uh-huh. to kick someone who's like over the shoulder. Yeah. Also, I wanted to be able to uh, bend forward and bring my leg back like a scorpion and kick someone in the face. Uh-huh. I picture. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And are it, you any progress on either of those moves? Or? Um. <laughs> no. I, at one point, I was able to do a one-handed cartwheel and pick something up. Really? Off the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was a. So, Thorgy uh, just did yeah. that. That's yeah. right. Yeah, it was like when when Neo does he picks up like the carbine. He does like a flip and like picks up the rifle and then does another flip and shoots it one handed. I really felt like that was a life skill I was going to have to use yeah. <laughs> someday. Hey, not yet, but it's not it's, too late. Yeah, but you're you. in your yeah. teens. How do you feel about the red pill being co opted by dumb boys online? Um, you know, I think that the the Matrix is very – it makes sense, the fodder of it. I think, uh-huh. you know, uh, there's something to be said about the abuser uh, appropriating and co-opting the language of the abused uh-huh. in that uh, I feel like there's – if you're watching something, you'll find a way to slip your narrative into it. And I think that you see a lot of that and like – this is a much broader – this is a launching into a much broader thing. But, you know, the whole like uh, it's – I'm being discriminated against because I, uh, I'm i being forced to serve gay people at yes. my restaurant. Yes. It's like I'm being attacked. I think you can take that same mechanism in people's brains and apply it to like, oh, if you see yourself as the hero and the person who is like alienated, then it makes sense that they're like yeah. – Applying that to, uh, you know, Morpheus. The third best movie of all time. (laughs) The Mm -hmm. third best film of all time. Uh, And then, you know, I don't know. I feel like a better, a better, uh, a better face of like the alt-right would be like the two albino twins in the sequel Mm -hmm. with, uh, with cornrows and samurai swords. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all white. Yeah, they should co-opt that next. Yeah. But they might not have seen the sequel. Oh, I yeah. sure didn't. I didn't either. What about top that, three? Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. go ahead. Well, I just wanted to know top three favorite TV shows of yeah. all time. Um, I, I really, 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 really loved the comeback. Um, yes. I, I watched that. So I like. I quit school, I came out as trans, and then I stayed home for, like, a full year. I didn't work. I was just, like, depressed and in my room for, like, a full year living with my mom. And I watched a lot of TV, and I watched the comeback then. And it really was, like, it was insane. I think, I think... Uh, for a long time, Friends was one of my favorite TV shows because it was really a low-level... Not very high stakes, very yep. like uh, uh, not challenging to watch. Mm-hmm. I love Lisa Kudrow. I love Lisa Kudrow so much. And uh, 
the comeback was kind of I had watched I'd rewatched all of Friends, which was actually a very violent thing to do uh, in the <laughs> contemporary. Like as someone who's trying to get into like TV and film, like watching a show that's like all white straight people and anyone who's like not white and straight is basically used as a vehicle to deliver like violent jokes, <laughs> yes, like yes. Carol being like a dyke and like <laughs> yeah. uh, like Chandler's tranny dad and uh-huh. like. Uh, that was really like, oh my god, no, Phoebe, no, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, the comeback was like a really nice uh, little palate cleanser for that. I just think it's so brutal. It's I think, I think uh, Lisa Kudrow is like brilliant, it, and it's so funny in yeah. like the saddest way. Um, I really other TV shows that I like. I really liked this uh, Satoshi Kon anime called Paranoia Agent, uh, which is, like, uh, a horror anime series that I think is, like, really brilliant. And um, wow. I'm going to never talk about that again. Um, no, it's really great. I just you blankly, like, wow, <laughs> what yeah, is that? I guess Satoshi Kone is just, like, uh, he's, he's this brilliant uh, – Jap- he was, he died, uh, but he was this Japanese director of, like, anime films uh, and a lot of stuff, a lot of things in his, like, animated movies have been lifted and used in, like, huge Hollywood films in America. Like, he's oh. such, he's, like, an influencer to filmmakers, like a filmmaker's mm-hmm. filmmaker, uh, which I just think is so insane because he's, like, an anime director mm-hmm. and, like, culturally you know, the Western view of, like, animation is that it's, like, kids stuff. But, like, in Japan especially, it's, like, everyone watches anime. Yeah. Like, everyone. Like, it's intergenerational. Um, and, yeah, I just think it's really incredible. It's really scary. I definitely, if you think, like, if you think being scared is fun, then maybe watch it. Um, <laughs> and uh, I think um, I... I'm trying to think because I did a I did a, a comedy show and then a, the, an anime show and then I'm trying to th- oh oh okay so I I think that the first six episodes of Black Mirror mm-hmm. is like one of the most ama- it's like the most amazing collection of like TV in terms of like writing casting directing uh, like. It really felt like something incredible uh, and so just like the word nuance gets thrown around a lot. But it was just like so everything, every like everyone was in rare form. It was such a weird – and there are some that I didn't like, but I really really don't like anything that came after it. I think what came after it uh, uh, for me felt like – Someone had watched five minutes of an episode of first season. And was like, well, I get what this oh, is yeah. about, and then like, yeah, like. But does that include San Junipero? Is that in the first six episodes? I didn't like San Junipero. <laughs> I thought it was well, so watered down. Thank you, Patty and, Harrison, for being here. Uh, actually, there is a dog dragging. I, you can't see this, but there's a dog uh, in a little police outfit that's dragging me out the door right now. So <laughs> it's really nice. Thank you, Faye. Thank you for your <laughs> duty. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I uh, I don't think it was bad. I don't it think just it. Didn't do it for you, yeah, I. I think the first batch of episodes really was like, fuck. It was like no yeah. holds barred, really brave TV. And yeah, I I really was like, this is the next, this is the next level. And not even like this yeah. is a future because it's a show about the near future, but it was like. It's a show about where we, what's happening. Yeah, right it was really, it was really in- encouraging and uh, inspiring to see that like, a company as like big as Netflix would take a chance on something this crazy. Now it is definitely like tailored to be into this w- weird like formula yeah. of like 
whoa, what if you could upload your baby onto your Zune? Oh, no, he's stuck in there. Now I'm going to re- have a really graphic scene of me fucking my daughter. Oh, isn't that fucked up? Oh, yeah, no, my yeah, baby yeah. is watching it happen because I'm wearing my Zune while I'm fucking my other daughter. Yeah. Is this the Jodie Foster episode that you're describing? Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, which is actually beautiful. I did watch the Jodie Foster episode, and that was like – that was really – Great. Yeah. I thought it was good. But also it's – I'm just married to the idea of the original six episodes. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. You don't have to I'm really sorry. I, really, I knew I was going to say something so fucking stupid. <laughs> Off the top of your head, uh, top three sturdy dudes. Top three sturdy dudes. Uh, I'm trying to think of a sturdy, a staunch build. Um, I think – uh, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know who my sturdy dudes are. I don't like, need to be sturdy. Okay, just top three dudes. Just top three dudes, I guess. Um, it doesn't even have to be that you want to. Just literally name three men. I guess yeah. that's the uh, name we'll three men. Um, hmm, like I don't, mm, I don't know uh, three men who are who are three men who are three men. Uh, come on, um, name um, a man. My mom. Fuck no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um I think uh, three. Uh, Do you want to take a break and then we'll come back? <laughs> no, I don't want to take a fucking break. Um, <laughs> I really, I really, really love, uh, you know. No, I don't. I don't. Love any men. <laughs> I you know. I love my dad. I love my boyfriend, and I love God. <laughs> Great, good. God's a sturdy dude. Yes. Yeah. The sturdiest of them all, some yeah. say. And he is a he. I've confirmed. Oh, it. Absolutely. I've seen him. Thank yep. you. Yes. Yep. On that note, let's take a break. <laughs> hey, Matt. Hey. Do you want to find out what happens when women defy society's unwritten BS expectations? Um, I want nothing more. Okay, well then subscribe to Unladylike from our friends at the Stitcher Network right now in the podcast app of your choosing. That's right. Unladylike is the show where the hosts, Kristen Conger and Caroline Irvin, who are super smart and funny, by the way, do obsessive research to bring you surprising stories about women's lives. Oh, boy. Stories like breaking the bronze ceiling, riding a bike without getting harassed, how to be a business witch. And in each episode, they'll talk to academics, activists, comedians, and get their hot takes on smashing the patriarchy. Oh, that sounds like fun. This season, comedians like Joelle Johnson, Aparna Nancherla, Joe mm. Firestone are all mm. going to stop by. Find out what happens when women break the rules. Subscribe to Unladylike in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. Uh, all right. So you mentioned you mentioned a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. What's, uh, what's the deal? Um, so he is a dog that I found on the street, and then I fuck. Um, <laughs> no, he is. He's great. I met him on Tinder. He is. He lives in New York, uh, and I. Uh, and currently our relationship is fully being sustained by playing words with friends, which (laughs) (laughs) was a suggestion uh, by the person that I'm saying with, Hillary. So shout out to Hillary because it's really been great. It really has helped. Although I did match with someone on Words with Friends today whose name Uh was Tile Daddy. And then then he messaged me, he direct messaged me and told me that he liked my picture. Uh Uh-oh. So I was like this, but it was a thing where I was like, if he's gay, this is okay. Yeah. If he's gay and he's like, Tile Daddy, he kind of has a goatee that like is su- suggestive. Can we see uh. Tile Daddy? I mean, yes. We need to stop I the show mean, for did, it. But did you like what Daddy. you saw is really my question. I really didn't. Okay. I really okay. did not. I was very alarmed. So New York uh, boyfriend I, I was, is safe. I was more alar- alarmed by Tile Daddy. Yeah, that's, uh, that's true. That's let tough. me, okay. Let me pull, okay. And it's, it's. All the letters are like jumbled, uh, lowercase, okay. capitalized. I've never even. I don't even know what this interface is. That I, yeah, have you I played mean, words with friends? In terms of yeah, branding. I, this is not who Should I, I see leave with. my boyfriend for him if he's not gay? <laughs> yeah, should I have sure. bareback sex with him if he's not gay? He's Tile Daddy. No, you should not. No, absolutely yeah. not. No, this is a straight guy, and no, he is not for you. Uh, he's not for you. Come Sorry. on, don't ruin my fun. No, no, just he's a kiss. boring. I may just want to kiss from Tile. Are you allowed to kiss other guys while you're here? What is your your arrangement? Uh, We are not in an open uh, relationship situation. 
Um, I think, uh, you know, he did kind of give me a hall pass if I met anyone famous. Uh, um, did but you, that, was there specific famous people that you had the pass for or just blanket famous Just people? blanket anyone famous. Why, what level of fame? Like where are we – where's uh, the line? I think anyone kind of like – anyone Jonathan Taylor Thomas and up. Okay. Mm, okay. That's okay. a pretty high bar in my yeah. mind. Jonathan Taylor Thomas in 1992 level famous or Jonathan Taylor Thomas right now level right famous? Right now. Okay. okay. Right now. That Which, includes a lot of people. Yeah. 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 And basically anyone who uh, has listed that they are uh, an actor or an entrepreneur in their Twitter bio. Okay. Okay. So you're going to be fucking a lot of people is yeah. what you're saying. Well, you're, yeah, I'm, I'm already exhausted. I'm, I'm getting a lot of uh, – I'm getting a lot of uh, – what's it called? S. S? S. Oh, S. <laughs> I just said it weird. Yeah. That's like yeah. my biggest comedy thing is like I take a word and I say it really weird. And, and then, then people go, what and you say? Madison Square Garden, you can come see my show. It's me saying ass four times. Uh, Very long pause. Classic, <laughs> classic. And then, yeah, people pass away in the crowd because they, can't, <laughs> um, they uh, dissociate because they're laughing so hard. Um, no, he's, uh, yeah, I, we're not, we're doing the monogamous thing, the uh-huh. long distance thing. It's, it's been nice because it's been really meditative uh, on our relationship uh, in terms of me just like thinking about like, wow, I miss him a lot. Oh, I being wish away, he were here. Yeah. yeah, like I'll go do things and I'm like, I wish he was here. That would have been nice. And mm-hmm. it's like there were some times in New York where we were just like schlubbing on the couch and I was just like on my phone and I was like, yeah. it's a appreciation thing. Yeah. yeah. How long have you been together? Uh, it'll be a year on February 1st. Okay. Yes. That is a perfect um, amount of time. Yeah. And that's when – that's not – that's like when we had our first date. That's not – that's I guess we maybe officially it would have been like maybe nine months, but he I wasn't seeing anybody mm-hmm. else when like during the most of the duration of our like intro to dating because uh-huh. I don't have the stamina for it. I don't have like the emotional right. stamina. Um, but does it, was he seeing someone else? Is that what? Uh. I think he was like dating other people. He did. I think when I met him, he was in an open relationship, but that wasn't, I don't think it was for very long after. Because she's dead now. She, she did. She passed away. She was actually um, on a reenactment of the Hindenburg and then (laughs) it wasn't supposed to really blow up. Mm. They were just supposed to act like it did, but then it actually did. Wow. Be careful. Isn't that fucked up? That's kind of a cool way to die though. Actually, you're right. <laughs> I'm having a lot of change of hearts in LA. Um, no, uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I think I say it's a year just because that's like it's we, a year. We're seeing yeah. each other at least like once a week. Yeah, that's a year. every since then. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was before that? How what, how long of a single period were we in? Uh, it was a long time, bitch. <laughs> um, it really, I I haven't. He's like my first official boyfriend. Oh. He's the first person that's ever wanted to call himself my boyfriend. Yeah. Um, everyone else that I've seen um, up until that point were people who were like afraid to be seen with me in public uh, or like, yeah, mainly just that. People like who were, uh, you know, wrestling with whether or not you know, they knew that they wanted to fuck me, but they didn't know if they wanted me to like, they didn't know if they wanted other people to see me with them in like the light of day or in like a restaurant that is well lit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that w- that felt kind of bad. Um, emotionally exhausting. It really sucks ass. It really is like, and it sucks too because it's like a lot of, a lot of the guys are just people that I'm like, like I'm embarrassed to be seen with you too, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I don't, it's not. It's not just you being a, like ashamed of me being trans. It's like you, like technically, I'm more successful than you, and like you're not really doing anything with your life, and I'm kind of just with you because you're hot, and like it's or that I'm attracted to you. So there's been a lot of learning in terms of like when I first moved to New York, I was yeah. really excited because I was like. 
New York is a place where you're going to meet an amazing artistic guy who's like listens to Bjork, but also is tall. And like, <laughs> uh, I did meet a lot of art bros. Oh. Uh, and, but it was like guys that were like, hey, maybe let's not uh, like meet at a restaurant. Can we, you just come over? Like, I hate I, them so much. Yeah. So this was, uh, Fully, when I met him, I was just trying to – I was just like bored and horny mm-hmm. uh, and was like, I don't really want to date anybody. This is fully just to like massage uh, my genitals. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, – uh, like But like in a really beautiful stories. way, like Sorry. all great love yeah. stories. Um, but – How did you come out so – like how did you not have to wait until like your mid thirties to be able to look back at that period of those shitty guys and, and, and know, be able to see it for what it was? I don't, I don't know. I feel, uh, it really is like an ongoing discussion that you have with yourself about self-worth, your understanding of your own self-worth pitted against, uh, societal projections of what your self-worth is uh, in the idea of, like, our culture and our history. So, like, in in the sense that it's, like, it's hard to feel like – it's hard to feel like you have any other choice when the, like, TV and the media is, like, you're a joke. What you are is fundamentally, like, funny – yeah. Uh, you know, in comedy and any movie. That's why I'm saying, like, watching Friends. Watching anything that's, like, watching anything that is uh, time-stamped. It's, like, really, really hard because it's – people are like, oh, I love Friends or, like, I love all these sitcoms. And then it's, like, I go back and watch them. It's, like, oh, this is really transphobic or this yeah. is hard for – I have to stomach that. I have to, like, put all of that aside in order to enjoy it. And that's kind of, you know, the whole foundation of our – of like the media, any TV or film, and like that, and it's like there are trans people of color. Like I can't even imagine the the added tier the level of exclusion of like they feel. Yeah. yeah. So it's like it really um, it it's not like it just goes away. It's not yeah. like all of a sudden you know um, I'm I feel all this self worth and like all yeah. this stuff. It's like a day-to-day struggle with, like, uh, you know, why why keep being in an industry that tells you that there's a constant conversation of, like, whether or not you deserve to be in the room, Yeah, I guess. Yeah. That was a really, like, convoluted, convoluted, convoluted way to uh, say that um, I'm – I – Am not. I don't have the energy to fuck a bunch of people. Fuck one person. No, he's he really is like. I fully when I started dating him, I was like not trying to have a boyfriend or anything. And then he just was like ambushed me with like a violent kindness that was like very Ugh. insane. So and nice, uh, but it was like alarming because I was like. Have you talked What's about your what idea? you're going to do if you have to move here? Like permanently? Yeah, yeah, we've talked about it. I don't know. Um I don't think he likes LA. Um I definitely as much as I've enjoyed my time here. I've literally been here like one fucking week. So, uh I'm sure as soon as I like start living on my own mm-hmm. and like by myself the you know, the rose-colored glasses will come off and um, City of Stars will stop playing on repeat in my brain and uh, it will get – I'll want to go back to New York. Like I – my plan is to go back to New York. Yeah. I really love New York as like – I think it's – it just fully rules to have access, instant access to yeah. so many things. Where here you have to like – if you want someone to come to your show, you have to convince them that they – it's worth them getting in their car and like driving to you. Yeah. I think Lyft has like been a game changer mm-hmm. uh, in terms of like because I don't drive. That's the, all the people coming from New York now just don't drive. Yeah, yeah. Like, I never have maybe to. I just never will learn. Yeah, and it might actually end up saving money 
Like yeah. if you, you know, take my car payment and yeah. insurance and parking and all that shit out of it. You'll but that's never like, have to take anyone to the airport. I mean, you're ever. it really it's like but that's if nothing happens to Lyft. One if something like that went away, then so many people would just be instantly fucked. And also you do sometimes the drivers are are, you know, are jerks. Okay. <laughs> Not all the time. My driver today, I had a I had a real change of heart today in the car. Uh, my driver uh, kept making jokes about stuff that he saw uh, and uh, also complimenting me a lot on the way that I look Please. instantly uh, and, like, my picture on the app. And it was very unwelcome. You get in the and car and he's just like, hey. Yeah. He told me that my picture, I looked uh, really pretty in my picture. And then he was like turning around and kind of made a gesture with his arm as if he were going to reach oh. back and like, like not like grab me, but like pat my leg or it something. Touch you. Yeah. Yeah. So then, but then he started to make jokes about things on the drive. So I made the decision to be brutally honest and give him real notes on his jokes. In-person feedback live? Yeah. I was just telling him that uh, the things that he was saying uh, were not funny. If they weren't funny, I would say they were unfunny. And some of the jokes that he was making were hack. Wow. He didn't know what hack was, so I had to explain oh that hack is a really uninspired, contrived joke, easy, low-hanging fruit. Um, and he didn't like it. He wanted me to, you know – pat him on on the back for making a joke about um, home-cooked food. There was a restaurant that said home, like a home-cooked meal on the, on the sign, and he yeah. was like, do you think the guy cooks it at home then brings it into work? No. And I said, that is absolutely awful. Re- <laughs> rethink your life. I will tip you four more dollars if you drive this car into the ocean. <laughs> and he did it. And it was really – I, I was filled with regret. Oh, wow. I actually felt really bad. So, <laughs> But yeah. look, I mean you saved a lot of future Lyft drivers from suffering. Yeah, yeah. to really work on their five, their mm-hmm. type five. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it was, it's, I feel, you know, Hillary has, uh, my, uh, the person I'm saying with has taught me to be honest, more honest oh. and be okay with that. Yeah. And an important thing. if that means fully, you know, decapitating someone emotionally <laughs> for no reason at all, uh-huh. then maybe that's my LA story. Maybe that's my Inspiring. city of stars. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a lift talker in general or, or no, 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 I don't mind. I don't mind. Uh, talking to people, I don't feel like I'm not the kind of person that it's like, it's not your job to talk to me. But there are times when, like, I don't feel like talking and then it's hard. I'm very unconfrontational, so it's hard for me, or non-confrontational, so it's hard for me to, like, speak up when I don't want to be. I'm just like, I try and just, like, give short answers or not ask questions back usually. But um, I think uh, it's... A lot, a lot of the times, it I don't know. It, it really depends. I think th- that uh, if your job is to be in a car all day, you know, it's not surprising that you would want to like wanna have a conversation. At some point, reach out, make yeah. a human connection. Well, do you just not with me? Thanks. I think it's weird when people are like silent. Yeah, the drivers are silent. Do you feel like uh, I'm just thinking of the the non confrontational aspects of you? Do you feel Midwestern still? Because you're you're from Ohio, we grew up like 45 yeah. minutes from each other. Oh, really? Yeah, and we yeah we established that we were from Ohio before you came. Um, we went through a lot together before in. you yeah. came. Great yeah, we had a we had a two prof improv troupe <laughs> for around 45 years in Ohio. <laughs> yeah. and it did really bad, and mm-hmm. we're in insane debt, and yeah. we're really extricated from our communities. Um, no, it. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't really feel. I'm definitely enchanted. Uh, very enchanted by like the cities like New York and LA yeah. are both very cinematic to me that's the way that's how i connect to like my midwesternness is like yeah. i'm always like <gasps> <laughs> yeah, like yeah, every, yeah. every time i see a palm tree I'm like <gasps> um yes. but i don't know if like i'm i don't know if kindness is uh is a mid Western thing is it? Well, I think the I, I get maybe this is universal, but the, the um, 
the fear of like making people uncomfortable it feels to me very Midwest, sure. you know, and very, well, very small town. At yeah. Least. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I, I live in a family with uh, a lot of people who are very outspoken and argumentative. And I think my shyness comes from avoiding, trying to avoid fights. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think it's like a politeness thing. I think it's I don't have confidence in myself that I could win an argument. Right. I'm not a kind person. <laughs> I'm violently cruel inside. I just keep it to myself. Yeah, you're just shy. I get yes. it. What was it that, that got you out of that room in your mom's house? And you were watching Friends over and over again. Um, it really was – it's like a combination of things. I had a couple of friends who were in New York. My friend Jesse and my friend Mitra, my friend Michael. Um, they – I went to school with Jesse and Michael and uh, knew Mitra from like comedy. Um, and talking to them really felt – was really great. They were all like super supportive from far away and like really made me feel that like I could do something that there was like space for me. Cause that was like, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do comedy. I don't, comedy hates trans people. Uh, Mm -hmm. fully. It's like you're, if you're a trans person, you are, you function in the world of comedy. You're not even viewed as a person. You're as big of a punchline as like, dog shit like uh-huh. you dropping the word dog shit it's like dropping the word tranny is like a whiz bang so it was hard to kind of like gain confidence when I'm just isolated in my room so it was nice to have people like my friend Mitra's a comedian she's very successful and her having her there was like really great and like my friend Jesse was like working in tv and it was like felt like those were people that were successful and were like, you're going to be fine. And that was really great. My family was, like, amazing. My mom was really, really supportive and, like, pushed me. I think once it got to a certain point, she was like, okay, maybe you need to go to therapy. And that therapy shifted everything. Therapy really was, like, uh, I gained – I was like, this isn't going to, like – I feel like this isn't going to do anything. But it really, like – even getting me out of the house to go to therapy was like an exercise in like yeah. me seeing that like the world outside can kill me, but it's not going to every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of like, yeah, I like slowly built confidence that I was like, I'm, I uh, may be, you know, a tranny, but I'm like, very talented (laughs) still very talented uh no that that conversation never happened it was just like if i go if i don't go outside i won't get food (laughs) it's like that um but yeah it was uh it took like a lot of people it wasn't something i did independently it took like getting help getting therapy and like list like talking to friends and like keeping myself busy I guess in the way of just like watching a ton of like TV and comedies and stuff that I was like focus on what I want to do I guess I have this free time and then I got a job and uh, that was a nice ramp out I worked customer service for uh, Gap and Old Navy (laughs) for in uh, Banana Republic for like a year uh, at the call center yeah wow yeah, I talked to a lot of people from New York, uh, and they were all um, viciously broken inside into evil. Uh, so I that definitely incentivized me coming to New York, so I could kill all of them. Yeah, just like you pull were still their jaws in Ohio off. when you were doing the call center, mm-hmm. but you're talking to people. Oh, yeah, 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 but I like saved up enough money working there to yeah. move to New York. Where'd you work in New York when you got there? I worked at a restaurant. Uh, I worked at a restaurant in the meatpacking district that um, I met some really great people there, but it was really – I made no money. And it was a re- it was a really stressful work environment because there were people that I worked with that were just like really, really insane. And like there's a lot of big egos I feel. Mm-hmm. And like I think that's why I like comedy uh, is because – uh, 
I think there are big egos in any industry, especially yeah. like creative industries. And like food, I think, is on the cusp of that. Of if you're working with someone who's like a, a great chef or something. But um, in comedy, they're having an ego, I think, is clipped a bit by the understanding that everyone's like everyone is kind of in some way working through something or not that you have to be damaged deeply to be funny but I think like a lot of people who have do do comedy have faced some sort of like struggle or adversity um that's me very much generalizing because there are comedy comedians who have faced nothing yet Mm -hmm. um can't wait I, for them to experience pain. Yeah, um, uh, I'm going to make them trans. Um, <laughs> I And there, there's like a little song. That, it's like a little uh, chant, it's demonic chant. Oh, it's just a spell yeah. and then mm-hmm. boom. Yeah, and right. then uh, and then I have to spritz them with like olive oil. Uh, and then, yeah, it happens. That's what happened to me. It was really fucked up. I was in the NFL. I was supposed to play in the Super Bowl this weekend, wow. and then someone sprayed me with fucking olive oil and sang the little song, and now <gasps> I'm here talking about my queer experience. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. I want to get back to the Super Bowl, please. Someone Did you help me. play for the... The uh, the them. The them. I the can't them. think of a single team. The yeah. Eagles, I guess. The Eagles. Eagles. Yes, I play. <laughs> I play for the Eagles, and I was gonna try and think of an Eagles song, but I really don't have it in me. Well, you're looking at the wrong person. I... The Eagles. The Eagles. I don't know yeah. music. Just as a sing? as a medium. Ramblin' Man. No, no, no. I don't no. think so. <laughs> okay, I'll yeah. stop it there. Um, <laughs> no, I. Yeah, I. I don't remember. I just went on a big. <laughs> Uh, trip. I don't. Mm-hmm. I forget what I was that's talking what about. For. That's fine. Listen, that's what this is all about. Yes, Daddy. Yes, Queen. <laughs> yes, comma Queen. Period. <laughs> very good. That sounded very natural. You're nailing it. I'm. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, Daddy. I mean, what else can we say? It is a joy to have you on our in our city. Yes, in our. Room. I'm so glad we got you first. Yeah, because that's what this oh. is really all about: this, beating the other podcast to the punch. Mm-hmm. This was uh, this, and this was so nice. This was, you know, something I had to look forward to uh, because there, this was a big amorphous uh, mess of a trip that I did not know what was going, what I was getting myself into. So this was a nice thing that I knew would be nice. Well, we're launching you off, and it was great. It's and a great LA success. Straight down into hell. Yes. Mm-hmm. Where I will be eaten by the souls of dead dogs because mm-hmm. dogs go to hell. Yeah. yeah. Bad ones do. Yeah. And cats, they're just gone forever. <laughs> cats just die. Oh, they yeah. just – the leftovers. No soul. Yeah. It's gone. But dogs do have a soul, but it goes to hell. Isn't that sad? <laughs> I learned that. I, I don't remember who told me that, but it's well, the truth. Well, God – you had mentioned that God, you were tight with God and mm-hmm. knew that Oh, he yeah. Was I'm tight stuff, with him. So. Yeah. <laughs> Capital H-I-M-M-M. <laughs> Some, Thank you so much for coming, had, and have Eddie. have a great stay. Thank you. Thank you for and having me. I hope we me. see you again. We're huge fans, and um, welcome to LA. <gasps> welcome you to can't leave. LA land. That's my last uh, joke. <laughs> That's really good. I should give Not myself happy. the notes that the lift guy gave me. Patty. Patty, 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 Patty. Patty Harrison. My God. That's the most I think I've laughed yeah, in one of these I interviews. Yeah, I just love her. Yeah, I'm, I'm in awe. What a star. Yep. Thank you so much for uh, for being here, Patty. Thank you, Dana Wickens. Thank you, Colin yes. Anderson. Thank you, everyone at the Airwolf Network. Thank you, Ben Wise, for the music. Mm-hmm. Oh, and special shout out to our friends at How to Be Less Old, our sisters, Deanna Chang and Emily Foster. Uh-huh. Guys, uh, if you're not already subscribing and listening to that show, yeah. get on it. Get on the stick. Great episodes with Dave Holmes, myself, bunch of other cool people mm-hmm. love those queens love them a bunch yeah. uh, thank you all for listening we'll see you next week I love you guys Hey guys, it's Matt McConkey from the Homophilia Podcast. Uh, I just want to give some love to my dear, dear friends, Casey Wilson and Danielle Schneider at the show Bitch Sesh, which if you're not listening to Bitch Sesh, 
you're missing out on not only the funniest uh, insights on the Real Housewives franchise, but just great glimpses into the lives of Casey and Danielle and their friends. I have been on it a few times. Not to brag, I'm kind of the in-house film critic. No big deal. She's my dear friend. Guys, listen to Bitch Sesh, and uh, I love you so much. Bye. This has been an Earwolf production. Executive produced by Scott Ackerman, Chris Bannon, and Colin Anderson. For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com. Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point, and we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, Yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. Jesus. I mean, Jazos. (laughs) Ruler of the Eighth Circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.